This is Feminist Rating, and I'm Fanny. And I'm Katie. And today we're going to be rating the movie Marriage Story, which you can find right now on Netflix. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the movie, Katie? So Marriage Story is a very popular movie right now about a couple starring Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson going through a coast-to-coast divorce. Okay, great. So... The format is, we'll just give you our ratings right off the bat. So anyone who hasn't watched the movie but still wants to know, you know, if it's worth watching, you can tune in here and then we'll tell you when to tune out. So we're going to start with our personal enjoyment rating and then our overall rating for the actual value of the production and the cinematography, etc. So for me... My personal rating, I would give it a 3 out of 5, which is not bad. Good job. (laughs) I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I would, considering the subject matter. And and for my general overall rating, I'd give it maybe a 4. I thought it was pretty well directed. The pacing was alright. You know, nothing to complain about. For what it was, it was pretty poignantly done. I'd say. Why don't you tell us your ratings, Katie? So to be fair, I saw this movie twice, and I think my rating went down a little the second time by a fraction. (laughs) Um, But overall, I would still give the craft of it a four out of five. Um, I tend to do. I tend to like talky films back and forth, so I think it was just well done. Uh, And my enjoyment rating was about a three point five out of five. Well, we're the same. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so our feminist rating was a reluctant pass. <laughs> <laughs> reluctant pass. <laughs> pass, but we give it a caution. We want to get some notes down about it. Yeah. So from here on out, there will be spoilers. So for anyone who hasn't seen the movie, you should probably go do that. And if you don't care or if you've already seen it, you can continue listening. All right. Let's get into it. <laughs> So, here's my thing. Please speak. About, actually, I feel like their relationship wasn't too bad. I thought it was actually almost an ideal relationship, you know, until, you know, everyone's cards were thrown down on the table. Violently. Violently. (laughs) So, I feel like this movie is very much the Adam Driver story. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> it it starts out feeling like the Scarlett Johansson story and ends as the Adam Driver story. And I actually think, personally, I think that's a, an appropriate mm-hmm. structure for what I think the story was trying to tell you or what I took from it. I think that's kind of mirrors mm-hmm. the, what I got from it. Yeah. So why do we think this passes? Why don't we start there? Well... I thought it didn't hold back. It didn't really try to paint, you know, the wife or the husband as the evil one. Mm-hmm. They both had their faults, maybe some more than others. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> but you know, they weren't trying to be too biased, mm. and they were trying to really portray them both as good people mm-hmm. who for the lack of better communication 
just the relationship fell apart. In that sense, I felt they were fair in their portrayal. I'm <laughs> sure a lot of marriages are not like that before they get to divorce. <laughs> I think in that regards, it was pretty good. I think it actually kind of portrayed what I consider to be a lot of feminist messages, one could argue, and I would argue, um, but in a way that I haven't seen often done, I suppose, or maybe I have seen often, but was regarded with less pushback than I expected because of the way I think it's delivered in words. A lot of what Laura Dern, the, the lawyer, has to say, she paints a picture of the societal structure about divorce and custody in a way that um, is illuminating for folks who haven't been aware but isn't pinning the blame on any one thing necessarily but I mean it's hard to argue against the things that she's saying which yeah which I think isn't talked about although it's interesting that the movie juxtaposes that with what becomes the Adam Driver against the world story. Yeah. So that was interesting, which I think you said keeps it fair. Yeah, I think the movie does portrays the whole gaslighting thing very well, mm. where, you know, Scarlett Joe wants out of the marriage because she's feeling stifled, she's... She doesn't feel like her needs are met or respected in that they become secondary to Adam Driver's character. And she feels like she's just a character in his play and not her own person. You know, we see her in the beginning struggle with this guilt about, um, you know, taking a job out in L.A., moving from New York getting divorced there's all these moments where she thinks she's you know being too selfish a little too over dramatic mm-hmm. other her family members can't really understand why they're getting a divorce mm-hmm. because you know he seems so perfect on paper and their marriage seems so perfect on paper and it's mm-hmm. like how could she possibly have anything like, like gosh, wrong. she's yeah. so picky. Oh my god! <laughs> like, what is lacking here? Yeah. Don't you have everything? Yeah, your perfect husband and your perfect child and your perfect like life, your, Broadway career. Yeah, like you get to have fun with your spouse every day at work. Isn't it just the bee's knees? <laughs> and you know, when I was watching the movie, I was telling Katie like this has to be one of the whitest movies <laughs> I've seen this year. <laughs> Because you would probably not catch a um, a couple of color divorcing for such a petty reason, I guess. I mean, it's not petty, but you wouldn't catch, you know, like There's an immigrant couple divorcing because the woman doesn't feel heard. Yeah, That's definitely cultural. Yeah, doesn't happen about that. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Message <laughs> for better or worse, it doesn't happen. I think it did portray that well where it's like, yeah, she just wanted a divorce because she didn't feel like his equal and he can't really understand that. Mm-hmm. I don't think he actually understands it at the end of the movie either. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which is why he got a reluctant pass because I don't feel like he learned. <laughs> yeah. He he compromised, but is compromise learning? I don't know. 
<laughs> and it's kind of said in the movie, if he'd compromised beforehand, none of the horrible things that went down in that movie would have happened, probably. Yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> so it's yeah. like, too yeah. little, too late. <laughs> yeah, I can see the other side of the argument uh, where everyone's really angry at ScarJo's character and how she's the one who pushed him. <laughs> With the lawyer, the fancy lawyer, and the custody battle, and, you know, forcing his hand. But sometimes you have to do what you gotta do yeah, to get things done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, it sounds like, based on the movie, and what little else I know, divorce is ugly. <laughs> yep. And it, the, the legal proceedings of divorce try... To make it, you know, compatible with the day-to-day realities of a human relationship, especially if it involves a child. But there's only so much you can do to fit that. And so it really just looks almost barbaric when you're dealing with humans and their emotions and all these other things that tie their lives together. It's kind of, it gets really wild. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, that's sort of how it plays out. And, And, you know, she serves him the letter and legally he has a certain time to respond and then the law is written as thus and so it is very jarring to him when he finally decides to sort of read the letter and he says he doesn't think that it's like actually going to go down that way so <laughs> you know it's kind of his little on him yeah. to have the thing have is responded. he thinks it was always going to go his way yeah like he was going to deal with it when it was time for him to deal with it because he's he was busy, you know. He yeah, had a whole a Broadway plan. show going on, and he was saying, "I'm going to fair, but I digress." <laughs> yeah, he was going to put everything on hold until he finishes work or whatever. When he gets some downtime, he'll think about the divorce. Yeah, which is a, if you ask me, an irresponsible <laughs> way to deal with, you know, yeah. someone you, someone who's your partner telling you, you know, this is not working. Yeah, so she kind of had she. <laughs> Kind of had to serve him because that was the only way to put a deadline on things yeah. and be like, hey, I'm serious. He was, yeah, I he mean what I serious. said. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's really reflective of how the whole reason they're getting divorced in the first yeah. place is she wasn't taking her, her thoughts and feelings and interpretations seriously. Um, I, it reminds me of the the thing she wrote in her letter, which I don't know if you want to get to that, but that's oh, that's a letter we could talk to. But um, in the letter, she says he takes all her moods, you know, with grace and doesn't, you know, try and police them and everything. But you know, it could also be painted as him just being like, uh huh, uh huh, yeah, just letting her let it out, but, but doing not nothing, really, but doing nothing or not offering no like interpretation or assurance that like or or just being like hey i don't know if you read that right or hey i agree that sounds messed up what can we do about it and it's like that's what happened to their marriage it sounds like so he'll be like you know i acknowledge you're throwing a tantrum i'm just gonna wait till you're done yeah (laughs) wait till you're done and then we can go have chinese food yeah and he (laughs) waited until she was done and then he put himself in the position of not having enough time to you know argue his side because it seemed like for once the legal proceedings of divorce were actually on her side because it's set up as the one lawyer said 
um, good old that good old man who uh-huh. <laughs> was was you know very experienced with divorce um, said it, it it's up there to protect really negligent awful men from abandoned you know getting a woman pregnant or marrying them and like leaving them with no effort to support something that they helped build so yeah. essentially bucking out when yeah. it was too inconvenient pretty much yeah it just became this whole ridiculous battle and for what all that money spent oh just uh, they're all in debt now for what <laughs> for what <laughs> he could have just gave in the first time and things could have probably ended up the same way just like that lawyer said yeah like you can drag it on but in the end the results probably going to be the same but he wasn't happy with that result so he fought tooth and nail and now it's the same but he's got no money so yeah, so shot shooting yourself in the foot kind of and he was kind of the whole process he was just pretty awful at it so you know i'm surprised in the end that he almost got 50 50 custody yeah after he literally cuts his arm with a knife and bleeds while the lady is visiting i mean yikes thing real quick about that he's like oh no we don't we don't want to talk about the knife thing in front of the lady what does he do randomly unprovoked out of nowhere in awkward silence tells her what the knife thing is and then and does it in front of her like what yeah that kind of like that really does reflect badly on him so yeah yeah (laughs) it's a total myth that men don't get custody it's just that a lot of men don't fight for custody but the ones that do they do get some custody Especially if they can prove the woman is negligent. Yes, so because as they said, men don't have to do a lot in often in these situations to prove that they're an all right guardian, but a woman has to uphold a impossible standard to prove that she's a liable guardian. Yeah. And it's still and it and it's not crazy some- where she was like women have to be like the Virgin Mary or whatever. But why can't dudes be like Jesus? Dudes are... What dudes like Jesus, right? <laughs> why can't we hold yeah. men up women to the standard not, of Jesus? Women are not... Like, women are out there close to Virgin Mary. <laughs> but not a lot of dudes out there can be called close to Jesus. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, Jesus had his own mommy issues. But we, we're not here to debate religion and the, the Bible, but... <laughs> yeah. Think about it. <laughs> So, yeah, the point for where Adam, where I lost respect for Adam Driver's character (laughs) was when I learned that he did cheat. And at that point, I was like, sorry. Very early in the movie, they dropped that little bomb. (laughs) Like, sorry, you you can't come back from this. (laughs) You can't come back. And I wondered if she told him, I'm divorcing you because you were unfaithful. To be fair, oftentimes that's grounds for divorce. That's enough mm-hmm. for divorce proceedings. I think that's to what caused her to serve him rather than just wait for him to come around. Yeah. She read those emails and she was but, like, nah, yeah. we're going to envelope him. <laughs> no, that's it. You're yeah. done, so. Yeah, because it's like there's a different level of disrespect. I don't know if it's a different level even. There's a level of disrespect for not even listening to your partner's accomplishments, your partner's 
points of pride, your partner's excitement for things, your partner's wish to do things on their own and accomplish things, your partner's dreams. Yeah. And there's another level of disrespect for betraying your partner's trust like that. Mm-hmm. And he did both. <laughs> so, yeah. Is so it I guess really a mystery? <laughs> can talk about the climax of the movie Uh, where they start shouting at each other (laughs) which was like when you talked about how the movie exemplified gaslighting that's what that scene played out for me both times i was like huh huh on both ends i was like what are y'all talking about y'all y'all are where they're just saying things to hurt one another yeah and i think you know I would argue, and I don't think it's there's a case against it, that he said a lot more things that came out of nowhere and were more hurtful. Yeah. Because he literally was like, you're, when he was like, you're like your mother, you're like my father, you're like your... I was like, whoa, now <laughs> yeah, you're just... Yeah, she like, only compared him to his father, but... He just grasping his arms, like, you're like every bad person that ever existed. You're like, come on now. <laughs> you're every... Accurate. Yeah. <laughs> you're every bad thing ever. Like, whoa. And then he just wished she was dead every morning he wished he was dead and that's where it was really like and he punched a wall and and he he cried and then she had to comfort him after she he told her that she wanted her dead she had to comfort his sobbing butt on the ground (laughs) that's whack (laughs) that's whack that's basically that's what you said and you were that's whack yeah um and that for me is where I draw my little I think, caution yeah. around. I'm like a lot of people felt sorry for him, but I was like, "You said some things. You who said, says that? Who says that? Unless you really mean it. And if you mean that, something's wrong. You. I don't think you can yeah. hold respect for someone and their life and and them as a human being and also want them to die. I feel like those are two mutually exclusive things personally. Like and it wasn't just like <clears throat> I wish a bus would just hit you right now. It was a I wish you were dead every day. Every day I wish you wake up and like our son would be okay, but like you had some illness and you got hit by a car. Like that was <laughs> what really got me was you can was yell like, I wish you were dead. And that's already, like, too far to me. But then I feel like... It could only be redeemed if afterwards he was like, I didn't mean it. Yeah, if you were horrified by what came out of your mouth. He's like, I just... If you were really upset that you're like, that came out of your your mouth, and you're like, I don't believe that at all. Something just happened. It took over... A ghost took over my mouth. But you actually are apologetic about it. But he did not. He kept going. He was like, yeah, no, we're going to dig into this point. We're going to really drive it home. And that, for me, was, was... another like example of uh, his disrespect because i mean yeah not only are you saying disrespectful mm-hmm. things but you're like you know what even if i don't mean that even if on some level i'm that's not only to agree i want to be right i want to really get over on you yeah and then he ends up being sad so then of <clears throat> course it's like oh boohoo poor adam driver and i was like no yeah that's noah when it, no <laughs> that's when it turned into the adam driver story because it's very obvious that the divorce leaves him a broken husk. Yeah. And the the growth comes at the end for him. She's already moved on. Her growth period already also, happens in the beginning. Also, I don't know that it's growth because especially if you want to say that he, it he came full more, circle. Yeah. I, I think I guess if, if you if you think of 
the divorce is leaving him more downtrodden than he was before. He's slowly rising back up towards where he was, but I don't think he got there. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he, she has to tie his shoe at the end, he's clearly not doing that yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, I think the point was, yeah, whether it actually happened, <laughs> where he actually grew up or not, debatable. Debatable. I mean, But I think that thing. was the point, to sh- that yeah. he would confront his own like selfishness confront that the world isn't exact isn't what he thought it was and that he was kind of living in some kind of delusional la la land where everything was fine and perfect but he was hurting you know the woman he loved Mm -hmm. and so he had to confront that and that leaves him i don't know in a really bad apartment with a bunch of random plants (laughs) like what like okay sure (laughs) And the point was, at the end of the movie, he would come to terms with himself and stop being so selfish. And I think they illustrated that. Well, they gave him that catharsis by letting him read her letter. She doesn't read his letter, as far as anyone else knows about. Mm. And so he feels some kind of redemption at the end, I guess. Does he deserve it? I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) He can have it, but... (laughs) Yeah, he can have it, but it doesn't, because it doesn't affect, my my thought on that is it doesn't affect, it doesn't affect ScarJo's character anymore. Yeah. Which is the point. Like, his own journey, at that point, when you're divorced, it doesn't affect the other person anymore, and that's the whole point of that, was like, she isn't there to feed his journey, he's not there to eclipse upon hers, like, that's the whole point of getting a divorce, is that you each can have your own journey without feeling like another person's is dependent upon yours and i think that that's what that says to me about you know where they are at the end of the film yeah yeah her journey was been done yeah she i think her journey was done as soon as she decided to file for to serve him she realized my life could be different if i just did this thing because this is what's holding me back and that sucks to end a relationship but this is a person I haven't been intimate with in a long time. I haven't felt respected by in a long time. What's really going, what's really, what, what really are we holding on to for? Like our son, but I can raise my son just fine yeah. with my family, you know, and he's a decent father. So there's no reason why we can't both still parent him. And so the logical conclusion becomes divorce and you know, she was also living in a deluded world where she thought that she could not want for things because it just wasn't part of their plan yeah. decided by him. So, At the end of the movie, I felt there was no implicit or explicit way the movie showed that he understood why they divorced in the first place, which is why, you know, I give it the reluctant pass. Yeah, finger wag. Because it's one of those movies where, say, you're a men's right activist, you can see it either, or you can see it totally from his point of view and think he's totally justified in that ScarJo destroyed him. Yes, ScarJo (laughs) is being unnecessarily cruel and vindictive. So that's why I give it a reluctant pass, because it can be spun in that way. I don't think it teaches men looking at that perspective that he did something wrong yeah 
totally. I don't think he does it's know too obvious what he did. He wrong. doesn't know. Yeah. He thinks cheating was what he did wrong. And that was like, <laughs> he just, thinks that was his first They were already mistake. getting divorced before she even Found confirmed out. that. Yeah. So <laughs> he still didn't get it. He didn't really get it. He actually, when they have their big fight, she's like <laughs> explaining, I wanted something for myself and you made fun of it. And he's like, yeah, but it was stupid. <laughs> So Remember he when he was like, it. I could have slept with so many more people. <laughs> You're so, you, I could have, the things I could have done to you. And I didn't. So please thank I me. Slept and he with said, her. You're welcome. So he didn't get it. He didn't even, it almost seems like he didn't understand why she was upset he cheated. Because he's like, You shouldn't be mad that I slept with her. You should like, be mad we were, I had yeah. a laugh with her. Oh. Like, we weren't intimate for a whole year. You should be. <laughs> Thankful that I didn't Thankful cheat more. I didn't cheat with everybody. <laughs> yeah, he didn't get it, though. So that's my reluctance to, you know, say good job, Noah, because I'm like, I don't know, man. It should have been a little more clear to him, unless yeah. you just wanted to say, yeah, he didn't get it. But there, it, nowhere is that, no. is that shown. It's, Besides us who already know going into it are like <laughs> watching him, you know. So it's a very, it's kind of iffy as a feminist movie, but it's mm-hmm. a very good egal- egalitarian movie. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's yes. a very egalitarian movie. Yeah. In terms of representing a perspective of women in marriages, as mothers, as people with their own agency, it brings forth a lot of really easy to understand perspectives that maybe not a lot of people, especially men, have about the experience. So that's a big win. But yeah, it could have done more to bring up the other side of like, do you understand why you messed up? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And maybe it's intentional that he didn't get it. <laughs> maybe right. that's supposed to be accurate. I don't know. Right. I, maybe that was just, it was just a depiction. That was the point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hayla's marriage sucked because he never learns anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still. Reluctant pass. Yeah. <laughs> because overall, the female characters are great. You know, they were complex. They were heard. There wasn't anything to... It wasn't a very sexy movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was, like, pretty unsexy. And and that's sometimes a good thing because... It was really God sexy. God forbid we display divorce as something sexy, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Laura Dern was sexy, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah. The internet agrees on that. But that's a whole other thing. Anyway, any last thoughts? Um, no, I think... We're good? Yeah. Okay, so that's it for the feminist reading of Marriage Story. And so please subscribe if you enjoy our podcast. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye.